This podcast is brought to you by the Amateurs Fantasy Sports Network. Hello and welcome to the final episode of the preseason 17 team. Look at the, uh, I guess it's a team by team analysis of the, uh, we're going to do the Penrith Panthers today. It's a uh, mark here with Ryan and Rob as usual. And boys, I know uh, you're both big fans of the Panthers. Uh, Ryan, you're our, uh, particularly our resident Panthers guy. So yeah, mate, no, love, uh, love. Penrith Panthers, uh, it's it's been a good couple of years for us bandwagon fans, mate. We jump on and it's, yeah, just <laughs> win three premierships in four years. It's been great. Yeah. Oh man, it's uh, it's funny, you know. You um, uh, Rob, I, I joined a, a Facebook group today. I think it was called NRL Fanatics or something like that. I don't know. I was just sort of clicked on it. It popped up in my like suggested stuff. And asked who my favorite player was in the NRL, and I actually really struggled to answer that question. So I just question without notice for you boys, just not fantasy wise, footy wise. Who's your favorite player in the NRL at the moment? Starting with you, Rob. What about? I'm just going to change your question slightly to make it slightly more interesting. Your favorite player that doesn't play on the team that you support. Well, the my, my answer doesn't play for the team that I support. Okay, okay, because. So. Um, I think mine's probably Caelan Plonger. Really? Interesting. Yeah. That doesn't play for the Warriors. Yeah. Is it, is Warriors, it something, it, Sean. is it his, is it his shit tattoos that does it for you? Or? His tattoos are really bad, eh? I remember you, um, alerting me to the fact, and now every time I see him, <laughs> like, shirtless or, you know, wearing a singlet, <laughs> I get to see every single shit tattoo he's chosen, every single life yeah. mistake he's made, so... I, f- I feel like he may just be like one of those people that makes a bet and like the loser, the winner gets to pick a, a tattoo of like for the loser to get on their arm or something. And he just keeps losing bets to people and having to get tattoos that other people have picked. That's my thought on it. But uh, Ryan, what about you, mate? Who's your favorite uh, player at the moment? I'm not too sure. Like for years I would have said Marty to power, but he's, he's a, uh, he's barely a current player at this stage in his career. Mm. Um, so I used to love watching Big Marty back in the day, throw the offloads and just be a bit of a wild child. I do have a soft, soft spot for the uh, the offloading middle forward. So maybe, I don't know, maybe like an unleashed Joe Tarpanay, maybe. Um, Max King? Tino? Yeah, maybe maybe even Big Deef. I did get a lot of enjoyment out of uh, oh, watching him from a tri last Fantasy year. player, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I'd, I'd say something like that. You know, someone who's a forward who offers some real excitement, you know, like Jake DeRoyvick, something like that, you know. Like, like yeah, Wade yeah. Graham. <laughs> a ta- tackle-busting, offloading menace like Jake DeRoyvick. Yeah, exactly. Who's your, um, who's your new Wade Graham going to be this year, do you reckon? Yeah, I don't know. Need um, a ball-playing back rower that can rival... That could play in the could play in the halves, but just decides not to because he's slightly out of shape. You mean like Josh Schuster? <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Oh, I got I got to play I got to play it for you, Ryan. Ryan Madison. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. No, oh. I do like Matto. I was yeah. one of the uh, the first, uh, I reckon, ever to buy Matto. I remember I bought the him when he was playing Matto. five eight. Yeah, I, I, was, when he was playing five eight for the Roosters, he was in he my was good fun when he was five eight. Yeah. yeah. 
Yep, he no, no, just no. doesn't have a lot of heart, I think. He'd, he'd be hard to um, support if he was on your team, I think. But when he's, mm. like, going in full freight, he's pretty good to watch. But yeah. there's got to be a reason he's been on so many teams in a relatively short career. Yeah. Yeah. He burns through them, doesn't he? Yeah. It's not a great look. Yeah, it's never oh, actually, a good sign. Hold on. I, I just thought of an answer. Johnny Bateman. Oh, Johnny yeah. Bateman. yeah. Absolute See, he's got He's, he's got heart for days. Yeah. Uh, although I heard uh, I heard him on um, James Graham's podcast the other day, I needed subtitles. You could barely understand the word the black said. Oh, it got so yeah. northern, eh? It just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yep, mm. yep, yeah. Now I I don't know why I seem to like really have a thing for like players who are like injured a lot. Like the first two names that popped into my head were Tom Trebojevic and Ryan Papenhausen. Mm. Oh, you got to have a soft spot for Pap at this point. Oh man, yeah. Like, I just want to see him do well, and I want to see him oh, stay fit yeah. and come back. Me too. Yeah, my first, my, the first name that occurred to me was Ruben Cotter, uh, but yeah, you know, I'm kind great. of like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, he, I, I, I like it. He's definitely my favorite Cowboys player at the moment. It also asks who's my favorite player of all time, and I wrote Kane Linnett. So, I think that's pretty <laughs> good. Out there I think for the boys. Cotter would be up there for. Queenslander, I'd like to have a beer with. I think he'd be in my top mm. three. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, boys, we're going to do the Panthers today. Um, just in case you've worked out why we've spent five minutes talking about things that aren't Panthers related. And, and you know, the reason why I thought I'd bring up, every, you know, the favorite player is quite literally none of the players on this team would be in contention for that because it's a bunch of people who aren't very likable. Yeah, they're almost but, just uh, like no, they're robots right. Some designed of them in right. a factory. Yeah, they're so like <laughs> just go about their work. I like Isaiah. Yo. I think he's 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 awesome. Yeah. But like, he wouldn't be anyone's favorite player, right? No, he's too like generically good. You know, like yeah, he's so good. Yeah, yeah. I was actually last, last non fantasy related thing. It, this is loosely fantasy related, so I'm going to bring it bring it back to fantasy. I was going back through my like tweets the other day. I was looking for something specific and I came across which was obviously the tweets after I bought James Fisher Harris last year. Oh. <laughs> and like Fisher Harris played like 27 minutes and Isaiah Yo played the entire 80 minutes and I was just like raging off the off the tree there but just, um, um all five stages of grief in one night. Uh, <laughs> in about 5 minutes. Yeah. So um, boys, uh, this Panthers team looks very familiar. Uh, I think a lot of very similar looking stuff. Obviously, Dylan Edwards is going to be at the back. Uh, losing Stephen Crichton is going to probably bring up a piece of interest. So they'll have Brian To'o on the wing and Isaac Tungo at one of the centers. But that's kind of kind of the biggest question that we've got here. Ryan, maybe start with you. If you had to pick... So obviously last year it was Sunia Taruva on the left wing, Stephen Crichton right center, and Toto out on the right. But I mean, do we see any shuffling here in terms of you know who do you think out of Taruva and Taylor May is going to play center and who's going to play wing? If you think that that's going to be the five that they use, and also do you think maybe they shuffle Tungo over to the right to balance it up a little bit, or do you think they just go full you know left side still? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I mean, my guess would be that the left side is going to be Taruva and Taylor May. That would be my assumption um, with 
Tongo and To'o out on the right. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of a luxury where you've got these guys that can slot in really any side. It doesn't really phase them too much. Like um, Tongo played four games at right centre last year. He played the rest of the season at left. So he like he's capable of playing both sides. Um, and obviously I was flipped and switched between left and right wing throughout his career, so I don't think there's any issue there. So, um, yeah, maybe just have the, your strike power in Tongo and To'o outside your main halfback that uh, is one of the best in the league. So maybe maybe that's the way to go. Yeah, it's definitely interesting because, I mean, the other question is, like you're saying, Sunia Taruva and Taylor May, they're both playing on the left. Uh, Taruva has, like, one career game – oh, sorry – Taylor May has one career game in the centers. Taruva has none, but Taruva played for the centers in Fiji. Taylor May was such a good finisher the year before. Which one do you think is going to play the center and which one's going to play the wing in your mind? I'm going to ask you the same question, Rob. Yeah, I was just... Oh, you go first, Ryan. Um, Oh, look, I'm I'm not too sure. In my mind, um, I would... I would think Taruva would make more sense on the wing, just given like his size and obviously not coming back from an ACL injury. You want uh, that person doing, you know, your, your kick returns. Obviously, they're very important. Toto does it a lot. Taruva did a lot last year. So um, if I was just using logic, I'd say Taruva on, uh, on the wing, but um, he's probably got a little bit more experience at centre than May, I'm guessing. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. So, so, like, we've been sort of flip-flopping the two of them on the website. I've changed them around about three times. And, like, with no evidence, I'm just I'm just flopping it around. Rob, what do, you, do you have a strong feeling either way on this? I was just um, scrolling back to our one of our group chats because I remember we asked um, Lordy because he's a big Penrith um, sympathizer. And he seemed to think that he, Taruva, wouldn't play center because – he was a good runner, but not a great ball player. Um, and I wonder if that has anything, any weight, um, because they are kind of both true wingers, aren't they? They were, they're both excellent. Like Taruva was awesome last year. May was awesome the year before. I'm sure they could both do a job at center. Um, it's probably just which one is the better passer slash ball player. Um, and they'll be, I'm sure they will be running drills on that. I think I saw um, Taylor May do an interview saying that he, you know, he'd be happy to play center um, if, if that was where yeah. Ivan wanted to put him. So I'm going to say Taylor May center, I think, because I think Taruva okay. is more of a natural winner. From what I can see, May played one game at center in 2022 and in reserve grade, he played three games at center in 2021. So he's got a little bit of experience, but not a lot. Because who were their other yeah. options? Obviously, those two other kind of era parents but, but Tyrone Peachy's the Peachy other option. or and then they've got a kid right is it Cole or something like that no Cole's a 5'8 half Cole's I five think. Eight. Yeah. yeah so I mean it makes the most oh, sense got, to pick you they've got Alamotti now as well don't they yeah oh. but wasn't Alamotti playing weren't they trying to turn him into a back rower yeah I think they are. He, yeah. He, he's definitely yeah. not a center I think he'd be so, so good at back row for the oh, for penny yeah such a can, shame can can one of you guys just have a casual stroll through the Penrith Panthers Twitter like training photos and see if there's anyone like training outside of the other one? I would do it, but they've actually blocked me for making too many negative comments about the Panthers on Twitter. <laughs> That's the like, least I uh, I'm, I'm, comment. 
<laughs> I'm blocked. Is there anyone you're not blocked by? Yeah, it should run us through the list of teams you're not blocked by. That would be a shorter list, I reckon. Yeah, I'm definitely blocked by the Panthers, and I'm definitely blocked by the Eels, and I'm definitely blocked by Phil Gould. <laughs> I feel like I'm um, getting blocked by Gus as a rite of passage on on Twitter, isn't it? Oh yeah, you know if you're not work if you're not getting blocked by Gus, you're not trying hard enough. I don't think so. But but the Panthers were real early on it too. But I was just um, I was being soups negative about uh, about the Panthers. I know I don't normally do that, um, but I was definitely talking shit about them and and got blocked. So I tag him every time I talk shit about him too. I was just waiting for the social guy to block me. And he did. So here we are. Um, but uh, yeah. So obviously Dylan Edwards. Yeah, and then we'll we'll work out the back line. I don't think there's anything sort of that stands out to me as wanting to be fantasy relevant there in terms of you know, whether their center or wing would make a difference to me wanting to buy those two. But obviously Tungo is one that people have flagged. Uh, he did have a game last year where he only played 60 minutes uh, and he did start a bit slow, quote unquote, with three scores in the 30s to start the year before just absolutely rocketing. Um, but one split that I really wanted to draw everybody's attention to is the with and without Nathan Cleary numbers. So I'm going to take out the 60-minute game, uh, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with this or if I'm going to give you new information now. So last year, Isaac Tungo played eight games without, uh, sorry, with Nathan Cleary of 70-plus of minutes and an average of 41.9. I don't know if you remember what he averaged for the season, but this is going to give you a clue. So he played five games with Nathan Cleary at 63 point. Oh, sorry, without Nathan Cleary at 63.6. Yeah, right. So my my read on what that tells me is that the Panthers, when they didn't have Nathan Cleary, and I'm – Pretty sure the low-scoring one in that sample is the game where Cleary actually did his hamstring. No, it's not. It's the one immediately after it. Never mind. Um, There's a five-game sample at 60-something, and there's 120, and then a bunch of, like, massive scores. I think what happened there is uh, Tungo was trying – like, they were looking for more ways to attack rather than, like, directing it all through Cleary. He's obviously going to Cogger does make a difference and yeah what's what's your thoughts on that well i was just going to jump in because i think there's maybe something else to this as well so those five games without cleary um three of those he played at right center so he played four games at right center last year three of those were without cleary um in those three games without cleary at right center uh 55 62 97 um so like maybe like there is a little bit of a correlation there with you know playing on the right instead of uh, Cleary running a little bit more you've got Jack Cogger feeding you the ball maybe there's something to that. Yeah, hundred percent. So I guess what I'm getting at is there's been a few people asking about Isaac Tungo, and I would say to you if he's playing on the left and Nathan Cleary's in the team, then he's a hard no for me. If he's playing on the right with Nathan Cleary. He's still only got a average of like you know forty something, which and there was three tries in that in that mid forties. So maybe maybe not in the two games. So yeah, if he, if Cleary gets injured again, <laughs> different question. But 
I, th- I think for me, um, I think you're going to get similar production out of Penasini that you will out of Tungo for about 100k less. But what are your thoughts on that, that Rob? Yeah, I agree. I think I just had a look at his price. It's it's quite a lot. He's six, seven, eight k break even. Is that like forty something? High forties? Forty eight or something like that. I think forty nine. Yeah, it's just I think really with with no like goal kicking or anything like that, you. You need a lot of things to kick right to be making mm. money at that stage. I think he will be a final team like option because he's oh yeah he was he was phenomenal last year in those limited games um, that we saw him come back. And I think you're right to point out the Cleary piece because um, yeah he came back all guns blazing um, and we were looking like fools not getting him. Um, but then did he get hurt again? Was it after? Yeah, he did. He did, did miss a few leg, games. I remember that, leg um, injury. Yeah, not leg, 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 leg injury. Leg. Yeah. Um, now the the other point I want to bring out is their pre their their starter season draw Melbourne Parramatta Broncos Roosters top four Manly yeah and then the bye kind of uh, crazy actually those three games he played at right center without Nathan Cleary he scored six tries he scored two tries in each of the three games yeah at right crazy, center eh? it was yeah. such a good comeback like but it, it would have been quite risky you know jumping on as well hundred oh, um, percent. So, yeah, no one sees a star halfback go down and goes, oh, I want to get the outside backs on that yeah, team. Yeah, that's right. I'd, yeah, I do wonder if it's just a bit of a weird statistical anomaly too. But you're right. I think it was Cogger um, just not having, not being Cleary. So yeah, need to attack more laterally. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's probably just a think about him later. Good draft pick. Move along. Yep. I think so. I think if you're going for a premium, there's a couple of options that you can do better with a little bit of value. Yeah. The, like the absolute top side for Tungo is like a Gagai last year season where you average 55. But um, I just – there's so many other weapons in this team. I guess I suppose you could say similar things about the Knights. But, um, yeah, and no, I just – I don't see the – I'm not chasing an outlier. Let's, let's call it that. Um, Jerome Luai is going to play 5-8. Um, and then Nathan Cleary at halfback. Uh, obviously, massive season last year. Uh, now, obviously, the big question here is, is you know, there's a couple of people. I've seen a number of teams with Cleary and Hines, which I think is an overcapitalization. But Nathan Cleary, in the games where he played at least 71 minutes last year, averaged 76 points. Um, but not including the goal kicking, like just removing the goal kicking from that. That was his highest ever PPM outside of the 2021, you know, silly stats year. So, I mean, Ryan, or actually, no, we, we, we spoke a bit, Ryan, before. But we'll give Rob a, a crack at this one first. Do you think maybe we're looking for, you know, maybe Cleary, his score last year, like with that really high PPM, do you think maybe we could see him come back to sort of a halfway point? So just for, for clarity, so the 2021 year was 0.93, not including the goal kicking points per minute. Last year was 0.85. And then the next best year before that was 2022 at 0.73 when they were also still a dominant team. So he put it up by 0.12 points per minute, which is, is, is a lot uh, for an 80-minute player. So... Could, I mean, could we see a, a thing where maybe he sort of drops back to what he did in 2022 and and averages in the high 60s and maybe we're actually 
sort of all rushing into him and, and Hines could be the play with the better draw given given the tough start to start the year. Yeah, I think uh, it's really difficult to predict, but I, I still think, I, I don't think he's going to dip more than Hines does um, over the course of the season, if that makes sense, because Hines is losing a lot more with Trindle than Cleary is losing with Luai. Um, anything that he loses will just be, well, it, it'll just be him having a down year, right? Whereas Hines, although he's got this great draw to start the season, um, he is getting his, his base eaten into by Trindle. We know that that's definitely going to happen, but it's just, is, is Penrith going to stay as elite as they have been? Probably. Yes. And then is Nathan Cleary, are all of the things going to go as well as they did last year? Maybe, maybe not. But I still think they're going to go. I still think his worst case is like high 60s, like really, really high 60s, probably touching 70. And I think over the course of the season, he'll be better than Hines just by the fact that Hines is getting that base eaten into by Trindle. But also I think the, the early start, of Heinz is going to come crashing down to earth a bit when they play against good teams, which we know is the, is the Sharks um, kryptonite. Whereas Penrith doesn't have any kryptonite. The only kryptonite is him getting a rest. So um, I think, I still think Cleary is the best option to start with, but, and I, I guess we can come back to starting with both of them. I think there's pros and cons, probably slightly more cons, but yeah, I think I, I have Cleary comfortably, comfortably the best person to start with. Ryan, what do you what do you think about all of that? Yeah, no, look, I, I agree with Rob. I, I, I'm uh, much more confident with Cleary because, like, even uh, like going into last year, right? Like, obviously, we know how well he did when he um, outside of the hamstring injury game where he got injured early, averaging seventy six throughout the season. Um, so, like, already there, you're getting a little bit of a discount, right? So, like, that's taking into account, oh, so he comes back to the pack a little bit. Maybe at worst you're paying a little bit of over. But then, like, you factor in as well, like, there was a few games where he gave up the goal kicking because he had that leg injury as well. Like, there was a couple of games where he didn't goal kick and then, like, a couple of games where he might have kicked one or two and then given it to Crichton because he was a bit sore. Yeah. He, um, he did, um, if you look at the numbers, actually, just to back that up. So, last year it was 7.9 points worth of goals per game. The year before was 9.5. And the year before that was 11.4. So you're talking about one and a half or three and a half points per game in goals. So you, you bang on there. Yeah. So I, I think with that, when you factor in that plus the hamstring injury, like I, I feel like we're a little bit insulated to him having a down year. So like even if he does have a down year, like there's also reasons to suggest that um, you're getting a little bit of value here with your $73 million man. Um, so mm. yeah, I, look, I, I feel much more comfortable with Cleary. Um, I mean, uh, to be honest, uh, we should uh, be having a, a memorial for Matty Moylan because no, no five uh, eight has done more for us in the fantasy community than Matty Moylan turning players into fantasy relevant <laughs> gods. That's so good, over, eh? Over the last years, <laughs> like absolute like, passenger in the half. Yeah, well, when I was like uh, writing the start of the Aiden season article early, and I was like listing off the blueprint for um, like of players who have done it in the past, where they weren't particularly fantasy relevant, and then they got like goal kicking and in play kicking, and like just about all of them partnered Matt Moylan. It was like James <laughs> Maloney, Chad Townsend, um, Braden Trindle last year. Like it's just <laughs> you'll all just end up partnering Moylan and do everything. Yeah, hey, actually. Win, man, on that, um, we're going to go a little bit off track here, but I was doing some research the other day. What do you think 
the approximate percentage of kick meters is at the Cowboys last year. So, like, you know, let's say they kick for 500 meters a game on average, the Cowboys. How many of those kick meters do you think was Chad and how many do you think was Dearden? Don't cheat. Um, my guess would be, like, even split, like 40%, 40%, and then, like, 20% drink water. Would be no, my just, guess. Just, those, just those two, ignoring oh, the okay, drink water well, kicks. All right, well, 50-50 would be my guess. Rob, what about you? I'm going to go slightly more Chad, like would it su- 55, 45. You guys are so so wrong. It's not funny. Would it surprise <laughs> you Would it surprise you to know that Tom Dearden only kicked for 70 metres a game last year? Wow. Wow, yeah, that's, that is surprising. Chad Townsend was like 430 kick metres a game. See, this is why, because uh, I, I think we know that Chad's time in the NRL is limited. Um, sure. I wonder if like Clifford coming in could be an absolute fill up at, later in the season. But we'll come. I, I think it's I think it's pretty bold of you to assume it's going to be Clifford. Oh, I, yeah, it could be someone else. But I, I think Clifford would be really really good next to. Could Dan. be could be Tom Tom Chester. Could be yeah, that'd be nice. But I, is he a seven or is he more of a more of a six? Uh, no, he's a six. But Dearden could be a seven. Yeah, I just really like Dearden in the kind of monstery running role though. Yeah. But I mean, no one would have said Hughes was a seven either. No, that's true. That's true. I just think um, the they Cowboys have a really good coach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They got Tom Chester. They've also got two um, young halves. Uh, so they got Tom Duffy and Zach Lamont, who are both in the Queensland sort of under twenties system as well. Like, um, I think Zach Lamont was a halfback for the under nineteens Queensland State of Origin team last year. He's in the Cowboys, and he's like the fifth. Half there, so I mean, Clifford's obviously got the leg up, but you know he sort of didn't really set the world on fire last time either. So I think there's a jersey there when Chad goes. Uh, I think Chad's manager's pushing for him to be re-signed, but um, and I'm a big Chad guy. Don't get me wrong. Oh, we all are. We all love Chad. Big I need to see him a... trust trust Mark to turn the Panthers pot into Cowboys chat. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> Just an absolute. So what was what's the percentage? What was the percentage? Well, end. so it like it's like 90, four, 10. it's like four hundred and four hundred and thirty and seventy. So wow. yeah, you work that out. It's about like it's about like eleven percent and eighty eight percent or something like that. Like it's yeah. just ridiculous. But but it's a shame um, Chad just can't capitalize yeah. in other areas. I'm like, pretty sure I'm pretty sure Jerome Lua kicks for more meters than what um than what Tom Dearden does. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, you know who actually low-key developed a kicking game last year was Cody Walker. Yeah, well, I guess he, he kind of had to. 200, um, two, like about 250 kick metres a game last year. Interesting stuff. Anyway, <laughs> uh, moving to the forward pack, um, <laughs> I had a bit of PTSD. I saw intern Austin say he was going to write an article about why James Fisher Harris was a buy, and I almost like you know fell off my chair a little bit. Um, I've done some research, and uh, you guys will be happy to know that he is not a buy, even okay. even if he's I don't fully think we fit. Needed any research for that? <laughs> Cheers. Mate. I, I reckon I reckon I could tell you who uh, who wrote the little bio here on the website. Uh, James Fisher Harris laid a big pile of dog poo for fantasy coaches <laughs> in twenty twenty three. I wonder who wrote that. <laughs> yeah, I think that was Stuart actually that wrote that. Oh, okay, All right, good. Noted Panthers fan, Stuart. No, it was me. Yeah, opening f- three round average of fifty six, and then yeah, round ten onwards forty one point four. 
there's yeah. always a player there's a player every year that absolutely catfishes mark and yeah it was the fish oh I, I i almost got catfished a few times last year and i managed to avoid it daniel safidi was a big one. Oh, you were singing his praises i was, I was so moist for daniel safidi earlier from the rooftop the season yeah. what year was junior paulo was that 2020 no. the year before the year before that was a good one yeah you know you know, I overcorrected it, and on the projections, I had him like way down in like thirty six or something like that on the website. And then I went back and checked it. I was like, "Nah, that's too low." But he's still not a buy. But it, I had him just way down. Um, yeah. So no Fisher Harris, no Moses Leota, Isaiah Yo. He's uh, you can get the expansion pack sort of round you know fifteen onwards if you want. Um, you know, somewhere in there. Um, I don't think there's a lot of upside there. Obviously, sixty three break even is really really hot. High, I think he's probably closer to fifty nine than he is to sixty five um, this year. But uh, the only other real player of interest in this pack here is maybe there's two. Scott Sorensen's one. Obviously, he's going to partner Liam Martin on the edges with Mitch Kenny at hooker. Sorensen breaking into forty nine had a pretty big year, but um, had had a two try ninety plus score last year which sort of is propping him up but i mean you know that just means that's in his range of outcomes though as well so i guess the question really becomes and and i think we probably know the answer to this is uh, are the panthers going to run an 80 minute edge back rower because it's not liam martin um because if they do then you know maybe there's three or four points of upside but i mean guys we talked about nat butcher in the preseason last year as well Ryan starting with you and and he was our sort of mid-edge jewel, you know, smoky and he ended up Nat Butcher ended up being like the third best edge last year. So Yeah, and it seems like Sorensen played his way into that uh, 80 minute role. Like it's he started off like winning that job off Hosking and then like he was hovering around like that high 60 minute mark, but then by like round 11 he was pumping out 80s fairly regularly. Obviously the odd game in here or there, but for the most part, it was 80 minutes. So, I, I, look, I, I don't think you can project Sorensen for 80 minutes, um, but maybe like 75 on average, um, like with the mostly 80-minute games, but then the odd 60-minute game, probably when you don't want it. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I, yeah I, so I can definitely got, see some value here, like, say, 52 in 75 minutes type thing. Yeah, we, so we've got him down at uh, at 70 on the website with Garner taking 25 a game on average and Liam Martin at 65 um, with that, you know, funky thing. But that can be made up of, you know, a number of 80-minute games that he strings together or maybe they sort of shuffle that rotation around and and, and there's been some chat about uh, uh, Liam Henry maybe, but I think that just takes away from... Yoan Fisher-Harris, which they're not going to do. Leota sort of seems nailed on. And Lindsay Smith really came into his own last year as well. So we'd really need to see them commit to only playing Tyrone Peachy for like 10 minutes a game if we were going to get an 80-minute Sorensen, I think. Yeah, uh, I think uh, I think you'd probably want to see like Sonny Luke instead of Tyrone Peachy on the bench. Yeah, or like an outside back or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, no, exactly right. Um, now it's funny actually when I did all the projections or like plugged them all into this sheet here and checked it all and ran our sort of process, the only player that came out with at least five points of value is Mitch Kenny. Oh no, are we doing this? Are we doing this again? No, Mitch I'm Kenny. not I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it at all. I'm just highlighting the lack of uh stuff there. Uh, here's a question for you. 
So we got here we got Matt Eisenhuth playing 25 minutes off the bench for the Panthers. If we see Liam Henry instead as a middle forward, cheapy 230K or whatever, would you guys have any interest in a player like that? In oh, he's, he's 320K. Never mind. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah, he's already Too played, expensive. isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Too expensive. No. But yeah. I, I see what you mean. Like, we we might get Sam Hughes on the dogs, right? We might get some kind, something like that. Yeah. Um, almost, elsewhere. almost certainly. So, yeah. yeah, I think I'd probably avoid a Penrith bench player if I can. Yep. No, I just asked because Lindsay Smith obviously made his way to like 500k somehow. Yeah, it was um, really inconsistent though his minutes, wasn't it? He looked good when he was on yeah. the paddock, but you just can't trust Ivan really with young guys. Yeah. yeah. Young. If it was up to me, I'd, if it was up to me, I'd just put Fisher Harris in the bin and play Lindsay Smith for 50 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that's why you're not lifting back-to-back titles, mate. Back-to-back-to-back titles. Oh, don't remind right. me. Last last comment here before you switch off the Panthers. What's going on with Nathan Cleary's beard? He's got a beard. Where is it? How, go onto the fantasy website or the app and click on his, like, profile and the picture that comes up, which is there. Like, they've mostly done all the new photos now. And, yeah, it's Nathan Cleary. He's got, like, a... Facial he's hair. Got a, he's got a five o'clock shadow going on here. Are you? <laughs> um, not, I think that's about six days. I don't know about five o'clock. Maybe five looks, o'clock Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Do you reckon yeah, Mary prefers it? Well, I wonder if the photo was taken like a, a week after the premiership was won, so he just he hadn't been to bed in a week. <laughs> <laughs> he got the Travis the Travis Head Cameron Munster glow. Yeah. How good was that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, although like Tiff, like, like I, I actually don't remember the last time I was clean shaven because um, Tiff, Tiffany said to me uh, if I uh, if I wanted to kiss somebody clean shaven, I'd have a girlfriend. So maybe maybe he's gotten the the word word up from Mary that he needs to keep the facial hair. Yeah, I think that's yeah, right. Maybe. Yeah, what's he yeah. hiding under there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> try to hide the chin. The strongly protruding jawline that just magically appeared when he put on 15 kilos in an off-season and nobody asked any questions about. <laughs> no one will, Mark. No one will. <laughs> uh, that's it. I'll let, I'm going to leave that right there. And, um, yeah, that'll probably do us. Any any comments on the Panthers? Go, go for the four, Pete. It's kind of boring at that point, isn't it, really? Oh, Yeah. yeah. I got no time for a dynasty. Eh? I want a competitive comp. The NRL was competitive for so long, and then mm. Penrith came along, and it's just been boring. So, bring yeah. It back. Yeah. No, I mean Melbourne, like they were winning, but they would also lose between winning, which sort of made it mm. interesting. Yeah, and then they like cheated, so there was a bit more like intrigue. Mm. I think Penrith are just too too lily white as well. They need they need a scandal, or they need to get cheated. yeah, yeah. No, don't agree. Really I, think I think this could. I think I think it could be the year. Hopefully, yeah. just for the state of the comp. Not that I wish them any ill. I just it's just it's just boring, isn't it? One team winning all over again, over and over again. Yeah. No, don't like it. No, not a fan. Not a mm-hmm. fan. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I, I've, I, mean, I don't know why. For Queensland. Is, always... for Queensland. Uh, obviously, that's no, fine. But, <laughs> yeah, but you know the thing is, the Queensland win from being the underdogs every single year, whereas uh, you know. Penrith, and it's full of likable blokes. Whereas Penrith, you know, unlikable team, you know, coached by an unlikable bloke with an unlikable <laughs> social media manager that blocks blocks the fans on Twitter. You know, 
<laughs> Blocks the trolls. Yeah. 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 I got the got the Phil Gould treatment. Maybe Phil Gould's a, the social media person for uh the You Panthers think he's still got a bit of influence there? It's all part of the ten year plan, mate. <laughs> block mark. Year nine yeah. block, oh. mark. block Did mark. you see um did you see last last comment, and this is loosely related to this as well. Um, that the Bulldogs have just given up on signing all three of the May brothers because it's taking too long and they just pulled their, like, that was only just before. Oh, uh, the, uh, totally going to get Terrell May, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Well, you just, who are you going to, like, I mean, somebody's going to want money in this forward pack and I guess they'll just leave and then. Le- Liam Martin doesn't seem like a sort of guy that has much use for, like, money in a contract. Do, do you know you just meet those people that just like he probably he's probably still like got his mattress on the floor at home and just got like a fold up camp chair as his couch and like a TV that's on the ground? Just seems like that sort of guy. Mm. <laughs> he's just happy. Like he doesn't need a lot of money. He doesn't need stuff. You know, he's, just, he's there for the premierships. Yeah. 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 Love yep. it. I'm with you. Yeah. All right. Cool. Oh, no worries. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for uh, supporting me today through our. Uh, 10 minutes of talking about Penrith and 26 minutes of talking shit. And um, obviously got some good stuff coming up now. We can, you know, we've done our uh, yearly play uh, team by team stuff. We'll get into some game theory. We'll get into some draft probably, some real or mirage studs and duds. We'll get yes. into some uh, trial reviews and, and all the really, really good stuff. So i got some, yeah, we got we got some good, good sort of options coming up. And uh, yeah, That's and, all and, and thank, thanks for thanks for the really strong response on the cheese wheel too. By the way, guys, it's been really really nice to see the uh, yeah the, the the strong interest in the cheese wheel. My so uh, my TikTok algorithm is is um, no good now. It's just, <laughs> it's, just, it's just all cheese wheels. It's phenomenal. That doesn't sound that doesn't sound bad to me. That sounds really good to me. Oh, it just looks so good. It's I, I probably didn't realize when you were explaining it because I was laughing so much what you were actually saying <laughs> yeah, and that like, it was just a really hard bit of cheese, you know, and it takes such a long time to melt the amount of cheese mm. to, to, to get the amount of, you know, for the amount of pasta that you're getting for one fun, for yeah. one meal. Um, yeah. It just looks phenomenal. It looks so nice. I, I was just yeah. surprised I hadn't seen it before, but look at, yeah, it's all I want now. It's all I crave. There has <laughs> been a lot of, a lot of cheese chat. So, yeah, no. uh, (laughs) Thanks for joining us all. Appreciate you tuning in. We'll see you next time. Love you guys. This show was brought to you by good friends at Picklebet. You can support the show by changing your regular bookmaking provider to Picklebet and using the code AMATURES on your first deposit to let them know where we found you. Make sure to set a deposit limit because chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.